Welcome everyone to episode 508 Aussie Tech Heads. It's the 28th of October 2016, brought to you by athwebhosting.com.au, uh, Australian servers, web hosting for the stars. If you're a star, jump on and uh, get some nice, fast web hosting from uh, out of Sydney. All right, that was athwebhosting.com.au. Also, you can listen to us and other great podcasts, 24-7 wall-to-wall podcasts, in fact, if you like it. It's uh, at Aussie Tech Radio. Now, you want to search that up on TuneIn Radio app, cross-platform app that one is, and even on your your, your hardware devices in your home, like your uh, amplifier and in your car and all this sort of stuff. So TuneIn Radio, search for the Aussie Tech Radio, and Bob's your uncle. Like us on Facebook at... Uh, uh, facebook.com forward slash Aussie Tech Eds and subscribe to us on youtube.com forward slash Aussie Tech Eds. And uh, don't forget other shows around Aussie Mac Zone. Our good show this week after the release of all the Apple MacBook Pros and all that sort of stuff. Get the lowdown on that with uh, with Michael and Garth. And Obsidian Loft, Old Fart Geeks and Aussie Tech Security. All right. And tonight it's a bit of, it's a bit of a lonely place in here this week. We've only got Jace. Hey, Jace. You've got slim pickings. <laughs> we have, but I'm sure we'll, we'll make the most of it. Yep. Yeah. And uh, what have you been up to this week? Anything super exciting or just working? And um, yeah, just working. I did a bit of some minor updates to my Minecraft plugin and launched it on a new uh, plugin site and got a five out of five star review. And one of the guys is nice. like, oh, man, you should be charging for this. This is brilliant. This is the best plugin I've ever seen for Minecraft. <laughs> Why are you not charging money? That was like, Will well, from Will. Yeah. <laughs> when when I first released it three years ago, they didn't have the ability to charge for your plugin. So that's something that new that's only recently come out in the last year or so on this bigot website. So um, I was like, yeah, I'm, I can't really charge for that after giving away free for three years, but I've mm. got an idea for a new plugin. So I might right. uh, spend the next few weeks working on that and I might charge a fiver for downloading so that. So you can charge now on that platform? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. That's it's all right. on the new platform. Yeah. The old one, I could put a uh, PayPal link on there and I've had over nine and a half thousand downloads, but nobody clicked the paid Jason $1 or anything. <laughs> oh, what, what rubbish. What rubbish know, that is. Right? It's a lot of work. But <laughs> I know. Fun. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Yeah. Also, well, I downloaded your, um, your stickers for the, for the iMessage. Yeah. I sold about <laughs> five of those. Oh, that's a coffee. <laughs> only problem is apple won't give you the money until you get to about 100 bucks or something so oh what it might take me another 20 years before I get oh that's it. rubbish i thought oh i don't you know i wouldn't expect them to give it to you you know every every week but i mean yep. geez if you only get five bucks in a year can't they do a yearly payment of five bucks you think so yeah <laughs> i had the same when when i um used to do a bit of gaming stuff for the you know the palm os Oh, yes. PDAs back in the day, and I made yep. a Bejeweled-type game where it starts with all these um, different-shaped 3D jewels, and you get to drop another one from the top of the screen, and you you match oh, them, yes. and yeah, they yeah. disappear, and all this sort of stuff. And I wrote some terrible music for it, but I did release a Christmas edition where I transposed, um, like, jingle bells, and I had... <laughs> like Christmas bells going in the background. Okay, yeah, and, nice. And um, if you already had the first game, you got that one free because the code worked the same on both of them. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I got checks from Palm Gear 
was the dot com was the place that you sold all your stuff on in those days. So I had a check. They would they would send out the checks after a couple of months, and you might have a check posted from the US for like twelve dollars or fifteen dollars, mm. but it cost uh, twenty dollars yes. to <laughs> cash the check and convert it into Australian dollars. So yes. I never got to get the money. Well, I had yeah, because I got a check for something similar to that once, and I, I just wrote back to him and I said, "Can you go any way you can cancel this and just put it into PayPal?" And they went, yep. "Yeah, okay." <laughs> I went, "Can you cancel it and put it in the PayPal, please?" Yeah, I'll have to see if Tim Cook can sign up to PayPal. That'll be interesting yes yeah well, let's hope he can he's got my credit card just give me a refund on it that'll be all right yes now um what's happened to you you're frozen you'll be yeah frozen. feeling a bit cold all right well let me do that and oh, there we go there we go hey there we go all right um was i gonna <laughs> what was i gonna say I was gonna... hi everybody <laughs> i'm actually alive yeah i realized why you were frozen now because this I... is not a stealing edge <laughs> Don't confuse everyone, especially me. <laughs> Start I used to do that to my daughter all the time and pretend that when we were on Skype that her um, internet had locked up or something. I'd just <laughs> stop moving and I'm like, I think there's something wrong with it. She said, I saw you blink. Oh, oh. damn it. That was, that was just a glitch. That was yeah. a screen glitch. <laughs> a glitch of the matrix. <laughs> now, what was I going to say to you about, uh, oh, I don't know. I can't remember now. There was something. I was going to go off somewhere. But anyway, so uh, we, look, no, Will again tonight. He hasn't fixed his computer. What's going on, Will? Can you? Yeah, even, come on, man. Everyone's missing you. Can you even? Even Eric was asking where you were last time. That's right. And uh, like, can, can you even download podcasts? Are you even listening, Will? Come on. What's going on? <laughs> and uh, and Eric's, yeah, he's studying again. I don't know what's going on there either. Why are we waiting? <laughs> but uh, look, um, let's go through. Look, I got an email. Yay. One or at least one. Here we go. Now, I got an email from Neil. Now, he just thought he'd drop me a line and tell us about his internet, probably not woes, but just what, what his internet's up to because we've been talking a little bit about the MBN lately. So, uh, yeah, he, go, he starts off and says, um, yeah, he still watches the podcast, still enjoying the show. Good on you, Neil. The internet, MBN, uh, my internet is MBN fixed wireless, 12 meg down and 1 meg. Up, it must be. Yeah, one meg up. So that's not too bad for mm. fixed wireless. Uh, he's got a plan of 250 gigs. Uh, downloads, uh, that's 50 bucks a month. So that's 250 gigs, 50 bucks a month. Yeah. Well, it's not too bad. It's um, Look, it's ADSL speeds though, isn't it? Yep. Uh, extra $10, he can get 25 meg down and 5 meg up. I reckon you go for that one. Yep. 5 meg up. Now, where he's, he's down in... Ele- Elephant stone, wherever that is. Oh, he tells me it's a hundred kilo. It's hundred kilo uh, kilograms. It's a hundred k. That's a hundred kilo. Uh, <laughs> We're professionals, damn it! <laughs> it's a hundred k uh, from northwest of Melbourne, small yeah. rural town. So there are other small towns about fifteen kilometres apart around Elephant Stone, as this area was in the gold rush. Uh, in the 1850 period. Well, there you go. So what's an elephant stone then? It's not gold. Some other kind of stone. Well, must, yeah, I suppose it must be. Elephant stone. Yeah. But anyway, um, the population where he is, 7,000 is largest... Oh, the largest town, 7,000, Castlemaine. Ah. Which is 13 kilometres away. Yeah. Uh, and they're just getting... And they're just cutting over to fibre to the node. There you go. Active in November. Yeah. So that's all right. So things are happening around the place, yep. but they're not happening in Rabina. 
So no. that's that's the bad thing. So all right, so good on you. Thanks, Neil. Now, um, yeah, not much news around this week. Jace, it's uh, pretty poor. Pretty scarce. But yeah. um, I remember what I was going to tell you, ask you about. Oh, just going back to your stickers. That's right. I yep. downloaded your stickers. Took me ages to figure out what the hell was going on with them <laughs> and how to work them. I've never used this. You need a tutorial. I know. Because I thought, I'm, I'm sitting there, because you know, on your, when you uh, look at, where, where do you get your stickers? Blue Bilby on iTunes. Yep. Uh, two words? One word? I yeah, forget. two words. Two yep. words. Yeah, so I, I looked up, the, I found them on iTunes store, and I looked through, and I went, oh yeah, there's your stickers. And you had a picture of your face with a few stickers on it. Yeah. Or something, and I thought... Oh, okay, so he's got a, a sticker of him. Okay, so I, I downloaded these stickers looking for that sticker. Nobody <laughs> wants to see that sticker. <laughs> but so, yeah, so you can only place stickers on images you've already sent. Yes, so like if you pick an image of a ghost that I've got there or one of the pumpkins, mm. so you pick one of those, tap on it, then hit send, and then after that, once it's, appeared in the sent um, part of the screen, you can hold your finger down on any other stickers and drag it and drop it on top of it in like layers and put eyes on it, nose mm. and words coming out the side of the mouth and all that sort of thing. Because cause I think you were, because I, I tried to do it and sent you a picture and yep. then you were putting stickers on my picture and my, yeah. my, my phone, iPhone is just going, whoop. I'm going, where's the messages? There's no messages. It's just going, oh, I can't handle it. So how are you supposed to know, say, if someone doesn't just come along to a message that's five years old, starts putting stickers on it, will that then come up as a new message? No, you'll have to scroll all the way back to the top to try and find out which one he's putting it on. One of the funny things is this guy did a prank set of stickers that you can't get from the app store anymore because Apple found out and got a bit cranky with him. His, he created stickers. So what he did was he would use the Messenger app and create a bunch of messages, then cut those out and make them as stickers. Right. So, so Glenn could send me a message saying, mate, you suck, and then you could grab these stickers and drag it on top of the words that you said and drop it there and it would layer on top exactly the same fonts and colours and things mm. and would say, Jace, you're a pretty cool dude, I really like you. And then you would see that that had happened because it looked like you'd typed it and you're like, I didn't type that. <laughs> yeah, and right, right, nice. Yeah, yes. If you have a look at uh, ozibyte.com, O-Z-I-B-Y-T-E, one of my other sites that I started doing a couple of stories on, um, it's got some screenshots of it and um, the phony iOS stickers. Oh, yeah. So you're so smart. Oh, yeah. Th- these these ones here. Yeah. So if you scroll down, oh, click on the you. link there for the stickers. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Let's go into that article and it's got a bunch of screenshots in there. Yeah. Right. That's pretty funny. Yeah, that's pretty good. You would scroll down a bit further. So you would say something and there's a bunch of go up a bit. You can see on the oh, left there yes. is a bunch of phrases that yeah. are pre-done and you just drag that on top of what it, somebody else said. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's funny. Yeah, so it's as though Glenn has said, you're the coolest <laughs> parent I know yes. or teach me how to be more like you or oh, you're hilarious. Look, like, I, I like didn't it. type that. Oh, no, somebody's hacked my iPhone and then they 
Apple would get complaints and stuff like this, and they don't like practical jokes at Apple. I remember somebody created a wallpaper app that you would uh, an app that you would run, and it would put a wallpaper on the screen that looked as though your screen was cracked. Oh, the glasses right. yeah. actually smashed, <laughs> right. but it didn't happen. It was just an image, and Apple pulled that off the store because they said, "Oh no, 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 you can't do that mm. sort of thing. We don't want any of those practical jokes." And have <laughs> people ringing up, "Why is my iPhone cracked?" <laughs> and all this sort of rubbish. So yeah. keep the practical. They said he can put those joke stickers up so long as he changed it to a different type of cartoon and changed the font and the color so that you wouldn't know mm. that it would looked like an Apple one. And he's like, "Well, that was the whole point of." them but, in the first place so yeah. if you do that then people are going to know that it was something completely different but then you know like depends who you're sending it to if you're sending it someone like well even if he, if someone's got that sent to me i probably go well, that's a different color um yeah but okay what are you saying that for yeah <laughs> <laughs> you'd have to be ready that's pretty good i might i might read that article so yeah. and see if those so you can still get those stickers uh, I think apple said that they were going to force him to pull it All off right. he's got a quote there from him on um, he did a story on Medium. He wrote, if you scroll down a little bit further. Oh, in the middle above the Amazon stuff. Oh yeah, Medium. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. So yeah. So let's. I'll tell you where you can have a look for these. It's uh, by Adam Howell, and yeah, Medium dot com. But if you wanted the direct link to this particular story, just go to the Aussie Byte O Z I B Y T E dot com, and Jace has written. Uh, and it's on the front page. So the, as of now, that's the yep. it's the first story. Yep. So jump into it. That. All right. So yeah, the stickers they blow my mind a bit, but uh, I finally got <laughs> <laughs> I finally a lot got of fun. It. Yes. yes. Five people actually paid me real money for it. So. I know. Like, how much fun did I have for two dollars? <laughs> 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 that was great. And I learned something. That was yep. good. That was good. Yep. All right. Now look, we better get into some sort of stories. Uh, uh, look, oh, were, well, fine. <laughs> I know. Look, there wasn't much going Ruin on. Ruin the fun, why don't you? <laughs> I'm sure we can find something else to talk about through this. There wasn't too many stories this we're week. We're good at going on tangents. We're excellent. We're the best. The pros. Um, the two best tangent pros. In Aussie Tech Podcasting. Pro, pro tangents. Now, uh, Microsoft reseller has had to pay over $250,000 in copyright infringements. Now, that's no good, is it? And you never guess who it was. It's someone that we've heard of. Mmm, <gasps> PC case gear. Can you oh. oh, can you believe it? Can you believe it? But anyway, look, it wasn't too bad what they did, I don't reckon. Just a little bit of a... Oh, just a bit of a bit of a something crazy. But anyway, I'll tell you what they did. Uh, so, yeah, they had to pay $250,000 after infringing Microsoft copyright by obtaining 4,000 Microsoft Windows 7 certificates of authenticity that belong to the Microsoft Authorized Refurbisher Program. Ah. So they've gone... Who knows where they got those from? But anyway, but PC Case Gear used the product keys from the... Uh, the authorised refurbisher program to install Microsoft Windows Home Premium on new personal computers. Uh, according to uh, PC Case Gear, the product keys are only licensed... No, oh, sorry, according to Microsoft, the product keys are only licensed for use by authorised refurbishers. So, a bit of a tricky one, sort of, I reckon. You know, like... Yeah. Uh, you know, they're, 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 they've still bought the licenses, but they weren't in the program, so it's probably the price difference there somewhere. Um, but it does go on and say, uh, the PC case, case gear has cooperated on resolving the matter and will continue to be a valued Microsoft partner. So that's that's a good outcome. 
yeah, so the purpose of the refurbishment program is for the purpose of installing Windows operating systems on refurbished second-hand machines for resale only. But, I mean, obviously, you know, that's a bit of a tight case and it's all it's all over and done with 250 grand but yep geez it'd be it'd be a bit of gray area wouldn't you think like, refurbished like yeah. new, refurbished i am not a lawyer new. but <laughs> yeah but anyway but that's what's happened so yeah well yeah. there was always things like back in the day that you couldn't sell anybody a copy of windows oem unless they bought hardware that's right so there are a lot of um, computer shops that would sell you a printer cable for like 10 bucks and then you could buy Windows mm. OEM because you bought hardware. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, I think that pretty much still happens as far as I know. Like uh, yep. when you go to MSY, I don't think they'll just sell you an OEM. Yeah. I, I think you've got to, uh, and maybe even Umart or somewhere, I think you might even have to show them some credentials. Yeah. Yep. I remember also oh, back in the day when I'd go out to a client's place and you're like, oh, this computer is completely screwed. We need to reinstall everything on it. Do you have Windows? Uh, do you have Office ninety seven uh, install disks? No. And they'd say, "Oh, we did have, but we can't find them now. But we've got the upgrade one still. We kept that." I'm like, "Okay, that's all right. That's fine." And they're like, "Are you sure?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." So you install, reinstall, copy off their data that you could get off there reinstall Windows, and then when you come to install Office 97, you put the upgrade disk in there, mm. and when it asks you for the product key, you put the start of yeah. the product key and then 8888888888. The upgrade only disk actually had the full version on it, right. but depending on what product key you typed in, it would depend on whether it would only do an upgrade or if it would do the we'll full do product. The, yeah, so right. So because they'd obviously paid for the full product and they had just upgraded it to Office 97, they had like Office 95 and they upgraded Office 97, they only yep. had the upgrade disk. So they couldn't have just bought the upgrade disk in and done it themselves because they didn't know any of that. So I could yep. just say, all right, you wipe off Windows and use the upgrade disk to install the full version again. Yeah, well, I suppose there was little tricks like that, I guess. But uh, but yeah, at the, the, the end of the day, just do it properly because that's yep. how you don't have any dramas. Uh, look, there's other other little problems with um, counterfeit sales, eBay store. There's a uh, the federal federal circuit court of Australia hmm, ordered by consent, whatever that means. Eric might know; he's studying all that. <laughs> that Victoria based res- that a Victoria based reseller. Uh, and uh, so they've had to pay $22,000 to Microsoft for damages of infringement of copyright. Now, these guys allegedly installed unlicensed copies of Windows on the new PCs. So according to Microsoft, the reseller used product keys that were printed onto counterfeit certificate authenticity labels. Now, that's bad. That's no good. Um, the reseller operates from its website from eBay and also a physical store. But I, I suppose buying software on eBay, you've got to run the gauntlet, haven't you? You don't know where it's been yeah, or what it is. Only um, buy stuff from genuine shops because <laughs> you don't yeah. know. Also, if you buy Windows 10 install disk off eBay if it's already been installed on this guy's computer and then he's like, okay, I backed that up, onto, burned it onto another DVD then goes to sell it to you, you go to install it on your computer and you go activate it, it says there's already activated on some other computer. Some other computer. So, yeah, so what would happen there? Because I remember you, you could install Office 
say you go to install Office on another computer, and it would say, no, it's already been installed, but if you deactivate it on the previous computer, you were then able to reactivate it on the new computer. Yep. But, but Windows 10, is that really, um, as far as you know, is that just totally hardwired to that hardware? It is, yeah. They take a snapshot of your hardware so they know how much RAM's in there, the hard drive size and type, the graphics card size and type, the chipset of the computer, and create oh. a checksum from that and then send the code to Microsoft. So the next time you come on, if you just upgrade the RAM, it's not too bad. If you put in a RAM, a new hard drive, and new graphics card because you're upgrading your whole computer, mm. you keep, well, you keep this hard drive even... You change like two or three things too much and it does another check on it it'll say i'm sorry you'll have to call microsoft to have this activated because it doesn't match the fingerprint that we made of the original computer but this, whatever happens if you buy it off dodgy guy on ebay and he's already installed it on his computer and then you ring up and go yo i want to put this on there like you're you're in a different state or a different country <laughs> yeah. and the computer is absolutely nothing like, like the, the print fingerprint we've got so what wow so you, so they the the Microsoft dude that you talk to what you reckon they look at what's the, the specs of the machine they would have some sort of idea and um, what location that had been registered in stuff like mm -hmm. that goes through to the Microsoft um, registration server okay so in August Microsoft also settled with three other resellers over the trade of unauthorized products so there's a another Victorian business uh, agreed to pay 300000 in damages to Microsoft for selling unauthorised copies of software and product keys. Now, it's getting worse. Yep. <laughs> I don't think PC Case Gear did that much wrong, but these other two fraudsters. Now, the uh, yeah, and there's another one settled for 25000 damage damages, uh, and Sydney reseller was accused of illegally copying Windows 10 and Office Professional Plus 2013 on the hard drives. So you have to be careful what's going on. There's only one thing that drives me crazy about um, Windows 10 now. Because I've got Office 2013, I think, installed on here, every now and then Windows updates goes, hey, you haven't got the latest version of Office. You should totally get the Office 365 and stuff. Hmm. I'm like, no. You A couple of days later, hi, you have totally yes. haven't got the latest version of Office. Like, I know. Go away. I'm not going to pay a subscription. Well, I think you I'll can go to Google Docs before I do that. Oh, yeah. Well, I think you can turn that off. If you um, you know, you know that little right at the bottom right hand corner, you get your notifications. Yeah. So when you see that thing slide in on the screen, hit your notifications so it comes up down the side. Yeah. And then right click on that notification. Yeah, you and can do don't show me again. I, that's what I finally ended Oh, right. So, yes. <laughs> but it was, it was annoying my dad too because he doesn't know any better and it just mm. kept on coming up. Your office is out of date. Your office is out yeah. of date. Like, what the hell? Am well, I yeah, do? I only worked that like, out today anyway. Nothing. Yeah, because yeah, it, it annoyed me again today. And I thought, oh, I've got to get rid of this. <laughs> so, yeah, I only worked it out today. But um, Only because it changes my notification icon to a, a solid white and it's got a mm. one on there. And you're like, it's like... Having an iPhone and the little red circle appears on your Facebook with a three on it or on your email, and you're like, I don't like having that number yes. on top of my thing. I just open up Facebook and then close it. Okay, the number's gone. Mm. Well, my wife's got the, you know, how you get your mail app. Uh, yep. She's got the G uh, Gmail coming through to the mail app on her phone. And she, I don't know what she's doing, but the number is that big, you can't see it all. 
It's like it's over a hundred thousand. Oh, nuts! <laughs> it's like a, it goes one hundred and three comma zero zero, and then dot dot dot. It's just I don't know. Spam, what, spam, spam, lovely spam. I don't know what spam. she's doing. I saw. Uh, I don't know what made me think of it. Maybe because Monty Python sung that song. No, it was the goodies. But uh, I saw Monty Python. Uh, Forty Towers was like in the list of top uh, top forty BBC shows. It got to about number six or something. Yep, <laughs> yeah, it was good. Yeah, you all... notice the goodies probably won't be there. They, I think, no, they, they had won't. some sort of fight um, with the broadcasting company because they're. If you have a look on Wikipedia, it says that. Uh, BBC decided after the first run they would never ever syndicate and replay the goodies ever again. So they didn't oh, right. get extra money for the shows. Whereas, you know, Doctor Who they'll play over and over and over again, Foldy mm. Towers over and over. But the goodies they said, nope, we're not ever going to do that again. But with, uh, like, I know in the early days, maybe something happened back in the early days. I don't know, who knows? But I know with Doctor Who, there's only, you know, this power of the Daleks that's coming out. Mm-hmm. Which is the the cartoon version, uh, with the original audio, but uh, yeah, like I've read the the hype and the you know the the back cover or whatever you want to call it on that thing, yep. and it goes on about it's like this has never been seen since the first run, and yep. I think all these old shows back in the sixties and maybe early seventies, they would only be shown once, and that was it. Yeah, because they, they only had, because uh, the tape was expensive, they'd only use it once, show it, and then they'd record over it with another television show. Yeah. And then show that to audiences. So if you're really, really lucky and some dude had his um, Betamax going and recorded it or something back in the day, then yeah. you might you might be able to recover it. That's where they got a lot of the original Doctor Who's from, just random guys over the world who videoed it mm. and kept the VHS tapes for like 50 years <laughs> and they're like okay we'll recover everything we can from that and the rest we'll make up with still photos or animations or something but you even see some of the clips that they that they get you know from fans or for whoever from that period of time like some of the clips that are missing that they get back from fans that they've been taken by like a super 8 camera yeah you know, off the telly you're filming the telly <laughs> yes. oh i hate when you when you want to see something on YouTube and you're like, oh, that's my favourite clip of The Simpsons or something, and there's a guy there who's had his phone sitting in front of the telly and he's <laughs> recorded it. You can see the dog walk so, through and the quality is really crud. You're like, oh, I don't want to post that anywhere, but it's the only one that they've done, so I guess I'll have to put that on Facebook. So, so maybe maybe Doctor Who might have been the first show that was ever put out as screeners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we'll get that episode of Doctor Who. Oh, but it's a screener. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to watch you don't that. don't want that. No, 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 no. Wait till they rip the Blu-ray in 50 years. Well, well that's right, yeah. Do you reckon they're going to find any more of the old ones? Possibly. I mean, it's always possible that they'll discover something somewhere. Mm. Every now and then they they find in old archives um, down in the basement. Oh, there's this thing that they know. How was it? interview with some people and mm. it's never been shown. I think they... Um, they're not like that long ago. They, they're still finding like footage of interviews done with Steve Jobs that were never actually shown. Okay. They put them on online on YouTube or something. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, like there's a lot of that old. Cause the, back when they recently found those recent two, a couple of years ago now, uh, what does the Web of Fear or something? There's still two missing. But when the guy yeah. found them, he found the whole lot, and ah, then, and then nice. two went missing yeah. after he'd found them. So <laughs> someone's out there. Uh, fingering them somewhere now yep. did you watch class yet 
No, I haven't. I haven't. Uh, no, I got will. a lot of catch up to do. I have you, son. Yeah, any good? You like yeah, it? It's not too bad. Not as great as Doctor Who, I think. But uh, yeah, my um, nephew said, "Oh, what do you think of class? You know, should I be watching it?" And I'm like, "Not at your age, no." How old is he? It to you. He's um, fourteen or fifteen, I think. Oh right, what? He, he just watch. He doesn't watch anything that's like really scary or violent or anything like that. So yeah, yeah he I definitely think. would be up for that. Right, I'll have to watch it. I thought it was a bit made for kids. I'll have to, I'll have to watch no, it. A lot of blood and gore in one of the most recent ones. They're not the last one, but the one from last week. Yeah. Oh, that's what we want. Look, I got so I got so many segues after that discussion. Yeah, <laughs> got, there you go. I got a segue. I've ridden on one, but you might your balance might be a lot better than mine. Yeah, well, let's let's go for talking about blood and gore. How about the uh, the, the <laughs> how's this for one? How about the the data? Loss or whatever data breach at the the blood bank. Yeah, Red Cross. Yeah, so personal data and medical records of more than one million citizens donating blood to the Red Cross. This is in Australia has been exposed online, and apparently the the country's biggest and most damaging data breach to date. One point three million records. You're supposed to do million. Sorry, mi- oh, hang on, I'll get back on the screen. Million. <laughs> So where's that? Where's my little photo again? Yeah. So um, yeah. So the file, a 1.74 gig file, containing 1.28 million donor records going back to 2010, was published to a publicly facing website. Was discovered by an anonymous source, and sent yep. to security expert and operator of HaveIBeenPwned.com. So yeah, keep checking that every now and then. Yes. Now yeah. everyone's going to know you're AB positive. What can you do? Yeah. <laughs> oh well. But I don't think that. Actually, I don't think that was part of the info. But uh, but yeah, that's right. Like uh, how it was discovered and how it was uncovered was I don't know some little script kitty or whoever whoever's got time to do this sort of stuff. They were they uncovered through a scan of IP address ranges configured to search the for publicly exposed web servers that return directory listings containing SQL files. Yeah. Happy days. What are you going to do today? Oh, I yep. might just uh, do a scan of publicly facing websites for SQL files. Yeah. Woo. The and com- what? What are the? What do most of the companies do instead of patching up the hole? They go, "You go to jail, son." <laughs> yes. You're like he just found a vulnerability that you should have been aware about, mm. or aware of, and you should fix it and make sure it doesn't happen again, and don't go threatening people because they're helping you and the public. By finding these things. Yeah, so the contents of the uh, MySQL dump database backup contains everything from personal details, name, gender, physical and email address, phone number, date of birth, oh yeah, you're right, and occasionally blood type and country of birth. Yeah, so... um, That's it, they got your number now. Yeah, I think what's the main problem there is your name and address, but I mean... Any any of that uh, black market blood... Sales. <laughs> you wake up. You wake up in the morning, and and you can see there's a a bandaid on your arm. You know what? Somebody's been there taking your blood overnight to sell it on the black market. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> now it uh, does not contain blood reports or analysis, but anyway, that's just. So they don't know you got herpes. They just know you're AB positive. Mm. Yeah, I well, wouldn't that be bad? But who who would have like? What are the chances of this falling into some, you know, crooks? Lap. Probably already has, you know. You only know that because this guy has reported it. What about the other guys who'd already been there and didn't report it? Yeah, I guess so. True, true. 
Yeah, so that's no good. That's no good. You ever, you ever run a web server and you have a look at the query logs constantly going through there with people trying all the different auto scripts to hack something and they're just constantly scanning every single IP there is on the internet hmm. and trying to get in somehow through an old WordPress hole or security hole or Joomla or Drupal or Drupal. any of those. They've all got security holes, particularly old stuff. I mean, a lot of the stuff that I find in my current job, um, spam being sent from servers is because they're running old versions of uh, Parallels, mm-hmm. um, Plesk. Oh, yeah, right, right. And the people have like, you know, four or five versions ago and those security holes have been fixed, but those servers haven't been updated because A, money, B, time, and C, most people don't care. You know, when I, when I worked at a web hosting company, we had this guy who had, we had cPanel, and you know what cPanel is, you've got yeah. that there. And um, this guy's WordPress got owned and hacked. Right. And so he rings up to complain to us and he's like, I thought you guys sold me a secure server. Like, well, we did. it was secure until <laughs> you put old software on there and didn't update it, mm. and it has security holes, and now you put a hole in our server, and that was your fault, not ours. That's right. But these things don't, don't get updated or anything, so no. they're constantly being scanned just to find any holes like that just so people can spam. So if they're like, oh, you know, database full of SQL data that's not encrypted or anything, Ka-ching, let's go sell this to someone. Yeah, well, I guess so. And, like, the guy went to, to the site, I've, have I been pwned? Like, he could yeah. have just said, hey, blood bank. But, yeah, because I got a letter. I got, I got a letter and I said, you know, this is what's happened. There's a ton of money um, in legit home addresses, uh, particularly if email addresses are matched to a name because the spammers mm. want to know that they're sending out spam to a fresh list which has got real contact details and they're actually going to spam real people and get their money's worth. So, mm. But it's not they just... Can, they can sit there with scripts auto-generating email addresses, you know, J J Brown at, you know, IINet, B Brown, C Brown, mm. D Brown, E Brown until they get to somebody. And if they've got an actual list, these lists are worth money. Yeah, well, like, look at all the, say, the, the, the social... What do you what do you call it? You get social. What is it when they engineering? Yeah, social engineering data that yeah. is just so valuable. Like, you know, mm-hmm. when you're when you're talking to the bank, name, address, date of birth, maybe phone number, and all this is here. Yeah. You know, um, what what type? Yeah, what's your what's your physical address? <laughs> oh, it's you know, it's in the it's in the dump. Well, what's your yeah. email address in the dump? What's your phone number? Dump. Date of birth? Dump. Blood type? Dump. Yeah, right. and think of this too. Hello, I'm from the Microsoft. Are you uh, Glenn? Yeah, <laughs> yes, that's Glenn right. Goodman, yes, and you are at this address? Yes. yes. Oh, yep. you are, oh, we are from your bank. Yeah. This is your name and address and phone number, correct? Oh, yes, you've totally identified mm. me. Well, we, we are needing to be processing a charge. Please provide your credit card details. Oh, thank you very much. Goodbye. Oh, where's my $6,000? Yes. That's right. Where is that gone? So yeah. So look, that's 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 nasty. I don't know what's going to come out of it. Normally, these data breaches of privacy, you know, end up with some dollar signs being thrown around. Yep. Um, I don't know. Look, if they offered you a hundred bucks, I don't know if I'd take it from the blood bank. To be honest, <laughs> um, they do they do a lot of good work. But yeah, which is something don't unfortunate. Be doing deposits, not withdrawals. Well, that's right. Yeah, not but... that kind of bank. <laughs> do you give blood? Or have you ever given blood? I, I used to quite often, particularly when I was in Brisbane, but I had two problems. One, um, 
the Red Cross in the main CBD I went up there, um, I don't know if they had very well-trained people, but uh, they'd be like, okay, we'll stick a needle in there. Oops, we missed the vein. Let me twist it around oh, until I find it. Yeah. Oh, hematoma. Hang on, we'll just put a Band-Aid on there. Let's try this one. <laughs> stick it in. Oh, we missed the vein. Let's wiggle around. Right, I got it there. Just hold it there. And you're like... For about twenty minutes, while it's like the blood out there, like oh. okay, that's it. You're like that was incredibly painful. I think you need a new job. Yes, but yes. Um, one one of the other times I went there and I said, oh, I want to try something different. I want to try donating blood plasma. Ooh, because they don't get that very often. No. so they're like, okay, yep, hook you up to the machine. They did the test to make sure you've got you know enough uh, red blood cells and stuff to, for them to be able to suck the stuff out of you mm. and um, what happens is they, they put the line in you and it takes the blood out, um, mixes it with an anticoagulant and stores the plasma as it spins around and mm. then puts the blood back into you so they're only taking the plasma out they put the blood back in Yeah. and I was there for about 25 minutes and it had 3 minutes to go and I passed out oh no and so the chair that I was in, they tipped me upside down so that my head is right down and all the blood rushes to your head to bring you around again. And then I come around and they slowly sit me up again and they go, you're right. And I'm like, yeah, how long was I out? Oh, for about 10 seconds or something. Mm. You're like, wow, that was, that was pretty nuts. Yeah. And then I'm like, uh, hang on, I'm going to oh. and passed out again. Why were you so, passing out? Do you know? So they, they got uh, the ambulance in chucked me on a stretcher and took me over to hospital and pumped a ton of fluids in me from drips. But apparently wow. they were saying I had a, um allergic reaction to the anticoagulant Ooh. that they put the blood through to um, stop it coagulating so that they can spin out the plasma. So, so no more plasma. Said, I was like, no more donating blood plasma for you. No, no. <laughs> like, that's... no definitely not. Oh, look, I know how painful. Like, I know when they've tried to hit a vein. Uh, I've never had the needle like twist around, but I know when they've sort of just missed or something. Yeah, and yeah. that is very, very painful. But luckily, or when, when they did that to me, they go, oh, no, we missed it. Then they, we can't do that arm now. So yeah. they, they went to the other arm. Um, yeah, it's a better way of doing it. Don't twist. <laughs> Don't twist. Uh, Don't I twist. just sat there. I was like, I really want to donate and, you know, do the right thing for a good cause, but I'm never coming back here again. So mm. I haven't donated since then, but I've been, you know, ever since I've moved to Newtown now, I'm like, oh, I should probably think about doing it again because I used to do it Get quite regularly. Yeah. And then they'd send you a letter saying thank you for donating this many times and you've saved this many people's lives and stuff. Yeah, so makes you feel good. <laughs> they need so much blood all the time. They, they mm. just don't get enough donors and they help people in car accidents and people who are having babies and people who are mm. doing operations and oh, so many right. times a day they need blood and just can't get enough of it. Yeah, and especially if you've got a, a rarer type. Uh, yeah. I think, I don't know what I am, A positive or something. Who knows? But anyway, <laughs> we better get back to some text. Let me, let me go check on have I been pwned. I'll tell you what blood type you've got. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Um, what what did you come across this week on, on this very slow news week, Jase? Well, um, I came across this article. A new patent awarded to a Apple today, uncovered by Patently Apple, shows the company is exploring a foldable iPhone concept, Ooh. confirming what rumors have long suggested. Apple was believed to be researching foldable iPhone design starting back in 2013, but new evidence suggests the company is still serious about making this concept a reality at some point. 
The new patent was actually filed back in August 28, but was only officially awarded to Apple today. Patently, Apple claims the company was able to keep its newest foldable iPhone patent under wraps by using an engineer's name during the filing process. Right. The patent itself explicitly uses the iPhone moniker rather than referring to it as a generic electronic device and shows several drawings depicting the current design we all know, including the iconic home button. Where the patent gets interesting in its description of the materials that could be used to make the future iPhone, it explicitly describes an iPhone housing that could be made with glass, ceramic, fiber, alum- aluminium, or plastic, which isn't much different to what's currently used. The real revelation, however, is the patent's description of carbon nanotubes that would allow the iPhone to literally fold in half down the middle. Oh. Here's what the patent says. Conductive carbon nanotube paths can form signal paths that are flexible and resistant to cracking. Carbon nanotube structures may be incorporated into signal cables, such as flexible printed circuit cables, rigid printed circuit boards, printed circuits that include rigid portions with flexible tails, sometimes referred to as rigid flex, portions of the display structures, portions of touch sensors, such as capacity of touch sensor arrays for displays or trackpads, camera structures, antenna structures, housing structures, internal device structures, electronic components, substrates, brackets, housing walls, other structures or a combination of these structures. The patent goes on to say that the future device may have a hinge or other bendable joint and, of course, shows a picture of that concept. Although this sounds wildly misguided, Apple's chief rival, Samsung, has also been pursuing similar technology and designs. Mm. Samsung has patented so many foldable phone designs. Patently Mobile created a huge archive to keep track of them all. Don't expect to see a foldable iPhone anytime soon, though. It's important to remember that not all patents turn into products, and even if patents are eventually used in real-life products, it takes years for them to ever see the light of day. So don't wait for a foldable iPhone because the iPhone 7 is already great, even without the ability to fold in half. Or headphones. And I also noticed um, <laughs> they're talking about the iPhone 8 might be wireless charging with the Qi charger. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's the latest rumors going around. Okay. So I like my um, LG I've got here. There's a charger stand. Oh, yeah. That's and all you right. plug the cable into the back there and then you just plonk the phone on there mm. and it charges without actually plugging into anything so that's quite cool yeah that's pretty cool yeah well, look i wouldn't mind a, a little something like that actually because like i've got my phone here charging now but yeah yes. sometimes you're sitting at, at your desk or whatever and you'd like it to sit you know like just sit, sit up, up. Yeah, yeah just so you can yeah. you can see it yeah sit like that instead yep. of just being flat on the desk well one know? of the good things about this is the peak peephole oh yeah there. Yeah, nice. You can see the time, the weather, all that, then dates mm. and location, that sort of stuff. So it's quite good to have that just sitting there. You can double tap it to see the screen. And um, you can have all sorts of apps that show up through that little circle screen that they call a quick circle. But, oh, yeah, yeah, I um, uh, about a year and a half ago on eBay, I bought a Qi charger pad that you could lie your phone down on. But it was third-party El Cheapo Junko. <laughs> yeah, and right. it turned out that you'd have you'd have the phone and you'd lie it on the pad and it'd say, "Please align this a hundred percent correct to be able to charge." And you're like, "Okay, you move it a quarter inch this way. Please align. Please align. Please align. Please align. Please." Align. <laughs> right. And I did that like five hundred times every day, and I'm like, "Screw that for a joke," and chucked it. But um, this one is official LG one. You can see on the back there, so you just oh, go yeah. plop. Yeah, that's and- good. 
it works every time. Hmm. Well, I wouldn't mind buying one for mine, but probably, you know, no, an app would probably cost me 500 so <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't even bother. But look, that patent, look, I was just flashing through a few photos there while I was, images while I was, well, you were talking about that. And what that flip phone reminds me of, remember these little games? The yeah, n- I used to love them, particularly Octopus, yeah. Oil Panic. And then and the particular ones that had the two screens, they flipped out. You had the yep. was it dual screen Nintendo dual DS? Was it Early, <laughs> kind of right? Yeah, something it's like that. DS stands for dual screen. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, like I remember those old games. I think Popeye used to. Yeah, there's Popeye. The Popeye was one that I used to you play. You want to hear something weird and spooky? What you've still got when, one? When I when I was a kid, I had a nightmare about falling off a ship into the water and being chased by sharks. Right. The next morning was my birthday and my parents gave me one of those Game & Watches and oh. the Game & Watch had a ship that uh, was burning and people jumped off into the water and you had to catch them before the sharks got them. Oh, wow. That's a bit of a, yeah, a, I had no mind? idea that was going to be a present or what they'd Mum and Dad had thought to buy me, but they're just like, well, funny you should say you had that dream. Wow. Open this package here. <laughs> That's very uh, spooky, really, isn't it? I know. <laughs> but look, just go back to this image. on the. If you're on the video, you can see this image of Popeye. It's got a screen, but look, it's widescreen. <laughs> hey, the technology back then. Widescreen. Sixteen nine. <laughs> it is too. By the look of it, yeah. I used to used to I used to only go up to about a thousand. I used to be able to clock that. That was pretty easy. That was that cool. was pretty good. Um. All right. Look. I suppose. Look. <laughs> we've talked talked some crap this episode, but uh, Apple lifts the lid on the new back MacBook Pros. If you missed the Apple event last, when was it? Wednesday morning or whenever it was. Uh. Yeah. Look. I won't go on about it, but the the. The uh, guts of the whole presentation was some new MacBook Pros. So there's a 15-inch... basically the whole presentation. Like, <laughs> mm. we, got to, we stopped doing some of the stuff. MacBook Pros upgraded a bit, still a bit behind all the other laptops, yeah. and it's got this funky touch bar across the top. Yep, yeah, so there's now like a 15-inch version uh, and two 13-inch versions. Now, the main yeah. difference between the 13-inch version is that it's a lower-end configuration. It will not include the touch bar. That's only one of the 13-inch versions. So yep. this touch bar, what do you ask? It, what is this? This is taking place of the function row of keys on the on the, uh, on the the new MacBook, what Apple is calling the touch bar, the touch-sensitive display strip that provides controls that adapt to whatever app is being used. So at the most, most basic level, the touch bar will replace the system functions like the volume and the brightness control, but it also supports Apple-made apps as well as Microsoft Office and other third parties. Now, Apple is also adding touch ID to the MacBook Pro for fingerprint authentication and online for online payments. So that's not too bad. I can see that that's going to be beneficial. Yeah. Uh, and you can also switch it into function key mode where it has escape and all the function keys you're used to across the top because everything's virtual and you can put anything in there. So that's one of the options mm. built in. So the 15-inch MacBook Pro features a, what, an i7 processor up to 16 gig of memory. Now, the starting price for the MacBook Pro, 3599 And I think, look... Just Is before, that US? Uh, no, can't be. That's, that's pretty up there. Let me have a look where this story... No, that'd be an Australian price. Cool. Yeah, that's, that's a lot of money. 3599 Yeah. Um, that's, 
yeah, what was that Microsoft Pro, the Surface? That was uh, that was about two thousand. Oh, how much? Four. Oh, was it? Wow, that's a nice machine though. USB C everything in these new pros as well. Yeah, yeah. So the USB C ports are replacing the normal USB ports, but each of the ports can have a power charging cable plugged in, so you could have it in the two left or the two on the right. You can have uh, Display Port. Thunderbolt connectors plugged into any of the four. You can plug in. Well, you can't plug in your iPhone seven because you've got the normal USB hmm. two slash three yeah. USB plugs, yes. but this is USB C and it won't fit. So you have to buy another cable for that, won't you? Excellent. I I just love buying Apple cables and dongles and stuff. I love it. Just gotta... wait till some third party people have got it online and <laughs> they don't work. Uh, now, now the the thirteen inch ones, uh, they come in the dual core, gee, dual core, uh, i five, eight gig of memory. Now the starting price for the higher end version of the new MacBook thirteen inch is two six nine nine, and all these are going to start shipping in about two weeks. Um, the lower end MacBook is a dual core i five, eight gig of memory. And this version, the low-end version, 13-inch MacBook Pro, starting price of two one nine nine. Jeez. Mm. Um, now, torrent websites—they've been getting taken down quite often these days. With the kick-ass torrents being—I don't know—I think you can still get in some sort of version of them, can't you? Yeah, but, they'll always pop up another one somewhere. Mm. But uh, look, there's a there's one that's in this article here from. Uh, news.com. I don't know if you've saw, seen this one, but these guys, uh, they've called themselves, they've been around a while, so a while ago, they called themselves 1337X. So, one... so they're, they're high, highly trustworthy, illegal hackers. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> right. <laughs> you can trust them with your life. Uh, yeah, so it's just all numerals, 1337 and the letter X. So that's Lete X. Oh, what's Leet? 1337 spells Leet. What's that supposed to mean? Speak. Does that mean something? Well, you're Leet. You're the number one pirate oh. person because you're more Leet than the others. Oh, okay. They're missing... Short for Elite, E-L-I-T-E. Yes. <laughs> then they just had L-E-E-T and then 1337 is Leet. Uh, fair enough. Now, <laughs> uh, now so they, they've, they've devised a, a plan, apparently. They've seen the gap in the market. Because the kick-ass torrents is down, Pirate Bay is up and down, you know, like Brides 90, everything's going on. So they've seen a, a gap in the market, so they've decided to redo their homepage. And now it doesn't have a mention of a torrent in sight, it's just a little search bar. And apparently they're wow. saying that uh, Google, you know, Google uh, will be forced, will, will have to index this site as part of their normal algorithms, unless it's uh, be manually, manually intervention. What if they got robots.txt file? What happens if they Google's, Google's not supposed to index it. If you've got a robots.txt file, it says don't index it. But I think they want it indexed. Ah, Yeah, so they, they've, they've, re, they've changed it, so it's a... Look, I'll show you a photo. But then Google could block it. If they didn't have it indexed, then you could just do a search. It looks kind of like the idea for, for Google.com, doesn't it? You just a little put bit. Google at the top and search in there, and that's about it for Google. So they're sort of copying that. 
So Google was forced to comply with original takedown requests. This is of uh, the, you know, with the kick-ass and also of the previous versions of the, the Lead X homepage. Yep. Uh, so that they were forced to comply with takedown notices. So the new layout features a search box on its homepage, uh, with not a so with not a torrent file in sight. Now they've a quote from these guys is due to our old index being blocked by search engine, new users were having issues finding the website. We developed a new index page that contains only search, so we don't get blocked by search engines in the future. So the yeah, operator, so if they index the whole site, they would still have the site blocked. Right. So they don't want it to be indexed. All they want is their own search, built-in search engine to be able to find the things for you. But Google not to say, oh, that's got CaptainAmerica.avi on there. That site is blocked. So they said that it would likely take a while before Google made the website appear in search results. Yeah, just the main website. Mm. Yes, yes. But the, the redesign, yeah, it's not a bad-looking site, but website, but I don't know. I just don't have time for... Tim.com made a ton of money out of doing the naughty stuff, so why not? Well, he did, and they make it out of ads, don't they? And haven't heard much about him lately, have you? Yes, I did. He was, his head popped up, his name popped up in the uh, uh, for some reason in the American election cycle somehow. Yeah, doing something. I forget. <laughs> Let me Google it. <laughs> he was doing something. Uh, his name popped up somewhere. Kim. He's also known as Mega Race. So in Modern Warfare 3. <laughs> oh, okay. That's one way to get yourself into Wikipedia, isn't it? Well, yes, that's right. Com warns Clinton is in yes. serious trouble. He would know. <laughs> the pirate <laughs> from New Zealand. <laughs> He's got a warning for Hillary. He's probably got all the WikiLeaks on his computers as well, so he can look through them. What do you reckon? He probably has. It wouldn't, like, this sort of stuff, it wouldn't surprise me if him and Assange are in contact, you know, like, oh, but who knows? Like, it's just, who knows? It's just crazy. Yep. But, but you know, like, oh, here he goes. He, he's tweeted. This must have been where I heard from it. So he's tweeted, there's unpublished material yet to come out. Clinton is in serious trouble. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, can't he, where is he? Is he still in New Zealand or what's he doing? Must be somewhere. That's oh, right. and I see some terrible news it says Iceland's pirate party fails to win majority in parliamentary vote. They were so close to winning. <laughs> yeah, how close? Were they really close? Or they? Yeah, really? yeah. Oh, you have a look at all the headings. It's like Iceland's party pirate party wins 10 seats. We'll need unlikely coalition to rule. Um, pirate party likely to win. They've risen to popularity. They've tripled the election results and all right. sorts of stuff. There's a pirate party in Australia. I want to go. Do they have a lot of rum or something? <laughs> they might. Bundaberg rum. Now, the pirate party sets sail with tall ship party. Oh, the headlines. Yep. <laughs> pirate party cautious about proposed piracy reforms. Pirate party urges parliament to get serious on free speech. Census debacle demonstrates government inability to manage digital privacy. Oh, yeah, all right. All right. Um, did you have anything else you wanted to talk about? Sure, yeah. Um, when YouTube Red launched a year ago, the plan was for the service to grow into a competitor against the likes of Netflix and Hulu. Now, less than a year later, subscriber totals show that YouTube still has a long way to go before public will accept paying a monthly fee for YouTube. Mm. 
According to multiple sources with knowledge of the situation, YouTube Red had 1.5 million paying subscribers as of late summer, with another 1 million users sign up on a trial basis and not paying the monthly fee. These numbers underscore just how difficult it is to convince millions of people to pay for something they've had free access to for over a decade. They also reflect the interest level in YouTube Music, which launched last November and requires a Red subscription to take full advantage of. There's some statistics in YouTube's favour. YouTube Red has only rolled out in four countries so far, US, Mexico, Australia and New Zealand, which means the service isn't available to all of YouTubers over 1 billion monthly users. Good luck getting Australians to pay for it. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) screw that for a joke. We're the biggest pirating country in the world because of all the lockdowns and releases over the years and months and holding Mm. everything back. The service is outpacing the growth of video competitors like CBS All Access and Sling TV, and YouTube says Red subscribers are the heaviest users of YouTube. Creators featured in YouTube Red Originals see a significant boost in subscribers and watch times on their main channels. The company also noted that Red subscribers watch 75% more YouTube on their TVs than average users. The numbers against YouTube, it's the biggest video streaming service in the world and the biggest music streaming service in the world. As a leader in either of those categories, 1.5 million subscribers in the first year of a paid service isn't great, and especially not great when you're the leader in both categories. Title grew faster than YouTube Red did in the first year after its relaunch, picking up 2.1 million subscribers. To be fair, mm-hmm. Title rolled out to more countries than YouTube Red did in its first year, but Title was slash is a public relations disaster that most of the internet loves to hate. But now YouTube Red, look, it's, it's $11.99 a month. So, yeah. look, that that pits it up there. That that sh- shoots it up. Oh, what's what's Presto? What's Stan? That's like ten dollars a month. Yeah. So, like, this is YouTube Red. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't watch enough YouTube to be paying no, for it. I'm the same. And oh. I, I think what's interesting is if you take the statistics of any of the um, podcast shows I'm on, maybe maximum forty, fifty people watch it on YouTube. But there's like uh, six to eight hundred people download it through podcast apps and watch or listen to mm. the podcast version of it. YouTube is terrible for that kind of thing because hardly anyone watches or listens to the shows. Whereas we've got subscribers that are downloading, you know, five to eight hundred times a month. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's right. Like I just oh, YouTube Red. Like you'd have to be like right into your music. Mm. Um, I can't see why. I don't know why you would want to spend twelve bucks a month. It was twelve bucks a year, maybe. Yeah, but uh, so you really, really, really want to watch PewDiePie lots. Yeah, well, that's right. So let me just have a look. I'll just do a quick, I'll do a quick Eric calculation. Eric likes doing calculations on the show. Hey Siri, calculate this. Eleven dollars ninety nine times twelve is one hundred forty three dollars a year divided by three six five. So it's forty cents a day. Forty cents go. a day. So what's that? Two dollars eighty a week. Yep. Well, doesn't you'd have sound... to like your. I mean, I watch music on YouTube for free. You just watch one of those stupid ads that go for twenty seconds, mm. or skip if you can. Yeah. Or 
yeah, yeah that sort of thing and, you but know, I'll, I'll wait for the ad and not pay things <laughs> yeah and look something that annoys me of late with these catch-up tv things is when they can get the damn thing working because they've got to put ads in it every time an ad comes on it just sort of stuffs up for some reason so i was yep. watching the uh, we watched the block on catch-up on the telstra tv channel nine nine yep. now and not only do ads come on at at very varying levels of uh, audio and volume, like you might be what you're watching your show, you're happy, and it's just you, you know, know the kids asleep, nice and quiet. You turn up the block so you can listen to yeah. it, and then the ad will just blast. And then the next ad will be soft. Then the next ad will be loud, and then whatever. And uh, and also, what's happening is that the last night when we were watching it, it went through a, a set of three ads. And then they repeated, and that was repeating the set of ads <laughs> each time there was an ad break. I went, this is crazy. Not enough have... people wanted to sponsor this show, so we'll show you the same ones again. Yeah. So they get their money's worth. Yeah, because the Nine Now app never used to be like that. It used to be no ads. <laughs> we were quite <laughs> happy with that. So we're going to have to start actually recording it again. Rather yeah, than I've been up. thinking of, of what to do for some sort of service for my girlfriend's place because I've got an Apple TV 2 there. Mm. and YouTube's gone from it because Google wouldn't release an updated version that would work on the Apple TV 2. Right. So that was there, and it's been removed out of the list of icons, so you can't watch YouTube on it unless you do the Apple mirroring, in which case you have to have another device running with it on there anyway. Yep. Um, I think it's got nine catch-up. And none of the other, there's no iView, there's no Channel 10, there's nothing else. Yeah, right. So I think we, we just use it for watching Netflix, but we wanted to watch the new Doctor Who spin-off class on iView mm. and couldn't do it. So I thought, well, what what can I do? So I thought, oh, that's right. My um, After I'd been talking to you about all of this after last week's show, and um, my girlfriend's got my old MacBook Pro. It's mm. mid, mid-2010 MacBook Pro, so I thought this will be brilliant. You've got mirror airplay mirroring, so whatever you watch on your screen, you could just mirror it to the Apple TV and watch it. Yep. So I thought we'll queue it up into one of the Chrome windows, yes. I, I, ABC iView, and then mirror it. Yep. No, um, they the AirPlay is only supported from 2011 oh. MacBook Pros, not the 2010 because it didn't have the hardware to be able to do it. So oh. even though... You go into the display settings and it says, tick a box that says enable airplay. Mm. You can't do it. <laughs> so I'm only guessing maybe it can only airplay audio and that'll work fine. But you try and do video or a web page or something and um, it, you, you click on the um, enable airplay and you can see up the top of the screen where it puts the icons kind of like the sys tray on windows mm. uh, one of the icons that's already there moves to the left and then back again as if it was moving to put space for the airplay right realize oh no this platform's not supposed to do that and deleted it and it moved back again <laughs> so, so i'm like i can't i can't do it on airplay i can't use the apple tv to watch any of the catch-up stuff no so what so- should i do and i thought Maybe I need to get either uh, Android, one of those device ones you plug in. Cast. Or, and apparently the best one I've been reading in reviews is NVIDIA Shield. Oh, right. But it's not available in Australia, so it doesn't have any of the catch-up stuff on there. But everyone's mm. really raving over that one as right. a media streaming device and um, watching things online and Netflix and things. But if you've got... So, is that Apple TV? Is it the 2 or the 3? 2. Can't you jailbreak that? 
might have to. I did once. Yeah. It would jailbreak all right once. But the thing that I was thinking of, maybe if I just get the 4, which is the new one, and you can also uh, use the new controller or get a Bluetooth controller and you can mm. play games on it because it's got the App Store now. Yeah. I thought yeah. for some casual gaming, it might be all right. I won't bother about getting Xbox or PlayStation. I want mostly for the streaming, but a little bit of gaming might be fun for the kids. So, mm. Yeah, because with those catch-ups... Like the catch-ups you can do, uh, they're not available on that Chromecast. The, 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 like right. I think Channel Nine might have developed their app for Android, but the others yep. haven't. They're iOS. They're on the Apple TV Four, as far as I know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the other thing that I found out that if you've got a if you've got Xcode, you create a developer account without you don't have to pay the ninety nine dollars or in Australia, $149 to register as a developer with the account you can sell stuff with. Any developer account you can register for free as long as you're not selling anything in the um, App Store. Right. So you do that, then you can install Kodi on there and stream all your stuff. Kodi is the new name for XBMC. Mm. Mm. Um, You can sideload in uh, retro game emulators. So you can play all all your Nintendo, um, Sega and all of those games, Mario and stuff on your Apple TV because you're not actually jailbreaking it. All you're doing is turning it into a developer box. Right. Enabling that feature, which is built on there for developers to create things. Then you um, type in the address of the GitHub location of the code for the emulator. Yeah in Xcode and you say compile this and then install it onto your Apple TV and now you've got this new application. They also uh, made their own version of Safari. So you've got a web browser on your Apple TV. So if you want to browse some things on the web, you can do that as well. But yeah, to have Kodi to stream stuff from your server and things, although they do have VLC for the Apple TV, so I'll give them Mm. that. Mm. And that's, that's in the App Store. Um, but yeah, you can sideload emulators and play all your old games, and I think you can even get MAME for it as well. So Sweet. I was thinking that might be an idea because I'd, I'd like to play some of the old stuff, mm. but so um, this I is... don't want to jailbreak just in case Apple yeah. brings another update and screws that up. But oh, you got all the streaming stuff there, and you can listen to any music you bought in the Apple Music Store. You can watch any of the movies that you bought in iTunes mm. uh, Store and all that sort of stuff. So it might well, be worthwhile getting Apple TV. Yeah, well, I bought this thing the other day. Now that you mentioned Cody, because uh, I did, I bought a little Cody box, mm-hmm. you know, so it's with a little Android box with Cody already loaded on. And yep. as far as like, I've only been able to play with it uh, once or twice. And yeah, it's it looks pretty good. It, yep. um, I'll show you my little. That's the one there. It was a I got it from eBay, of course. Yep. Um, now it is the title of it. I'll just read you the title if you want to. If anyone wants to search for it, but it's a three plus sixteen gig, octa core four K Android six fully loaded, Cody sixteen point one smart TV box two point four slash five point eight G Wi Fi. That's a mouthful and a half. It is, isn't it? <laughs> but, <laughs> but look, if anyone wants to know, if it, if anyone's interested, just email me and I'll, I'll give you a link to the to the one. Or I might even I'll look uh, at the show notes. Yeah, I'll put it in the show notes, or I might even just put it on the tweet, on the Twitter. So that's uh, 
all Aussie, the things. Aussie tech heads. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, look, so it seems to be working okay, you know, it's it's wireless. I've hooked it all up, um, but I'm interested when you said that, what, so you can download apps for Cody, like the MAME and all that sort of stuff. No, no, uh, these uh, these go into the Apple TV itself as oh, separate right. apps. Right. Yeah, because I'm just, just... You just have to compile them yourself using Xcode, but there's tons of tutorials on YouTube. It's a piece of cake to do. Mm. Yeah, right. Yeah, so I, I want to I get into this little Cody, see what it, see what it does, and uh, look up some apps so I can stream yeah, some XBMC stuff. Yeah, XBMC was good. used to use that. And then Plex yeah. became number one, and now it's Plex versus Cody on all the websites, which is the best one. Mm. Well, this, this Cody interface looks pretty good. Um, yep. Yeah, from what I can see. So we'll give it a burl for a while, see what happens. Sounds right. Yeah. All right. Uh, any more, Jace? You got time for any more? Yeah, one more. Another quick one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, mine, because uh, Mr. Wheel's a bit too busy, so we'll do this on this show instead. <laughs> Minecraft Education Edition officially launches. Oh, all right. Lots of testing and free trials for early adopters. Minecraft announced this morning, well, a couple of days ago, that its learning focused version of the popular Minecraft game. Minecraft Education Edition is now available for purchase. The game is available in 50 countries and in 11 different languages, the company said, and will include the Classroom Mode companion app that lets teachers manage settings and interact with students in the game. Microsoft had first announced its plans to develop a version of the game for educators at the beginning of the year after acquiring the learning game Minecraft EDU for an undisclosed sum. The company then built upon that library of lessons and activities to develop programs for teachers across a variety of subjects, including STEM, science, technology, engineering, math, history, language, and art, for example. At the time of the deal, Microsoft had said it made sense to move in this direction, given that Minecraft was already being used in over 7,000 classrooms in over 40 countries worldwide, even without Minecraft's official involvement. With that market in mind, Minecraft Education Edition got off the ground and now offers lessons for kids as young as five, up to teens, and even college students. Teachers were given free trials during the testing period ahead of today's official launch in order to offer feedback and try Minecraft in the classrooms. The company in September said that during the trials, over 35,000 students and teachers have used the software. Nice. The companion app Classroom Mode was previously announced along with the November launch date. This new app allows teachers to change the variables for the world, offer up items to students, communicate with students, and transport students virtually from a central interface. Now live, Minecraft Education Edition is no longer free, but will instead cost $5 per user. Volume pricing will be available for larger institutions. So what was the the first part there? They had to acquire the Microsoft.edu. There was, yeah, there was a, a sort of business called Microsoft Edu, uh, Minecraft Edu, sorry. Mm-hmm. And uh, they went to schools and taught people how to use Minecraft and oh, okay. it gave kids um, learning how to make buildings, structures. And even my daughter has done it in uh, some of her high school classes previously where they want to do a scale model of the school or right. uh, some places, some councils even have said, here's here's a open space, a bit of a parkland <laughs> that we want to put some stuff in there. Mm. You kids um, design that in Minecraft, submit it to us, and we'll check out the um, submissions and see which one we might go with, and they might even design that. Yeah, right. <laughs> Good that? Yeah, all right. So there's, yeah, Minecraft Education Edition. I knew that was coming out, but... Yeah, so Minecraft is still as popular as ever? Yeah, it's still going quite strong and 
they're bringing out new updates all the time. I've just um, started a new server with Minecraft 1.10.2, and as I was mentioning earlier in the show, I updated my plugin to work with the latest Minecraft 1.10.2 mm. uh, spigot version, which mm. is made by MD5. It lets you run a server with plugins to do all fun stuff. So I've got a little fun game called Insanity Run that's had over 9,500 downloads, and anyone can freely put that on their server. Um, I think it's currently running on about 36 servers worldwide. There's like 10 oh. or 11 in China. It's really, really popular there. Yeah, okay. And, um, yeah, for different platforms and stuff, and you can run around in there over blocks and say you've got a diamond block. When, when you run over that, it shoots you up into the air, and they've got gold blocks there where you run over to collect coins. Right. Um, there's uh, obsidian block that makes the screen go a bit darker, so you can't really see where you're going. There's a pumpkin block, which puts a pumpkin on your head, and it shows <laughs> your view through like a Halloween pumpkin mask. Right. So you see part part of the game, but there's part of it missing, and then that disappears. Hmm. Um, there's one that makes you drunk. It makes a burp sound come out of the computer, and the screen goes all wobbly <laughs> and stuff, Jeez. like if you're drunk for a few seconds. Yeah, so right. It blocks it slow you down and stuff. So, yeah, it's really popular. Yeah, my kids, are, oh, they still play it, but they've moved on to this thing called Roblox. Oh, yeah, yeah, my daughter loves Roblox too. Yeah, so I'm not sure how they're making money out of that, but it's like a, it's a free web-based games is it is it, it is but you can you can buy um add-ons for your character such as pretty hair or hats mm, or clothing sweet. and stuff in game and um uh, people can pay money to play certain um games in there mm. and there's there's stories of developers who are even uh you know people in their mid to late teens who've created a game in roblox and made over two hundred fifty thousand dollars from people playing it because if you get you're encouraging people to play Roblox, so that works for the guys who own the. Well, I think it's mostly programmed by one guy who wow. owns Roblox, and to get people to keep coming back and paying money and getting them to go into your game a lot, then um, people keep coming back and it makes him money, so he passes the money on to the developers who've made games through his gaming studio interface, which is quite easy to use and there's a lot of um websites with tutorials on youtube and stuff like that yeah but, um, yeah, yeah you, can, you can make all sorts of games and stuff there's one that's really popular it's a pizza place so you work in like a pizza hut and people mm. will order a double pepperoni pizza so you've got conveyor belts and it puts the base of the pizza on there and you squirt on all the things and that's your job to take the orders when people come in yeah and then somebody is in the kitchen and they do the cooking and stuff and then there's somebody who delivers it to houses <laughs> oh, when they deliver it they get paid virtual money and things right like that. oh but look the last thing i want to do is Spend two dollars to get some virtual hair. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on. I think oh, I did. I spend. Look, I, Pokemon. I probably spent five dollars all up. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That that's died in the backside. As far as I'm concerned, anyway. Like, it was too slow. You did not. You couldn't do anything. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So I'm not sure how well it's it's going around the world, but I haven't checked mine for ages now. Yeah, I haven't played Pokemon Go in ages. I think it came. It hit everyone, and then it slowly died out. Yeah, they should have made it a bit more, uh, more things happening. Because yeah. like... I think once once you get past like level five, and you can join teams and things, and you can fight in the gyms and stuff, it becomes a lot better. Up until then, I was like, 
I'm just walking around catching mm. random Pokemons. What's the point of this? I don't want to play this That's anymore. Right. My daughter's like, no, you got to get to level five and then you can go to the gym and then you can fight people in the gym. You can take over the gym and claim it as your own. And yeah, well, I got to the gym. Like, I went, yeah. to the, went to the gym and got smashed. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I thought, I'm getting out of here. Never went yeah. back. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah. I was reading, they, they got a slight resurgence over... Um, Halloween time because they did a Halloween update and had some ghosts and monsters. Oh, and stuff. right. Yes. People are like, oh, yeah, I'll launch it again just to see what that's like and then not play it again. So so there wasn't a, a big surge for the Blue Bilby stickers for Halloween? No. <laughs> no surge. <laughs> a whole surge of five people. Crazy, Woo-hoo! crazy, crazy. All yeah, right. They took down Apple servers. They all melted. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we'll go and have a look at Blue Bilby on the App Store. Get some stickers. Um, and help Jace out. He needs he needs another coffee. <laughs> Got to buy a house one day. Well, this is true. All right. Well, let let's get out of here. I think we had we had no stories to talk about tonight. And look at it. Look how long we've, we've gone for. For hours. <laughs> we're, we're rabbit it on. We're probably going for another five. All right. <laughs> it's um yeah probably a bit of a different show tonight. So hopefully you enjoyed the ramblings, and uh, hopefully we'll uh, yeah I think we might have a guest next week, which will be good. Um, cool. we'll, we'll tell you who that is next week. All right. (laughs) Okay, so thanks for downloading. Thanks for watching on YouTube if that's what you did. And, uh, yeah, until then, see you, Jace. We might see you next week. Bye, everybody. And and we'll see you guys when we're in your ears next. Okay, bye for now. Ta-da.